Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by you over at patreon.com slash frogpants. It helps this and other frogpants shows survive and thrive. That's right. And it's easy. Go to patreon.com slash Frog pants. <laughs> the World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. everybody welcome back to the instance this is the instance episode 400 and sorry 524 why well, i went back in time there that was weird uh is it's what's the day it's june 1st oh wow june is here everybody make way open up the gates june has arrived uh 2018 i'm scott johnson and garrett weinzerpel on the his house what's going on well hi there scott how you doing <laughs> hey where's mine it's over here somewhere I'm not going to put it on because it doesn't fit over these headphones, but uh, I wore this on core the other night, and uh, shout out to Blizzard for sending us these rad luchador masks. These are cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. These things have been, uh, if you're a Heroes creator uh, and you do podcasts, these things have been causing uh, quite the ruckus on podcasts this week. A lot of giggling, uh, a lot of things that don't translate all that well to audio programming, but uh, for those at home, I'm wearing a luchador mask. Do you think we ought to... um I don't know, like BlizzCon, everybody who got one of these should square off and have kind of a battle royale kind of thing going on. <laughs> you know, uh, everyone wearing the same mask could be kind of creepy in a public setting. <laughs> mm, you can make a good point. Yeah, this like is just showing up. I mean, I don't know. I guess cosplay is a thing there, right? So It, it is. People are into it. And uh, why not? Why not? A hundred luchadors enter, one leaves. That's their version of battle royale. Coming to Blizzard soon. You heard it here first. Hey, uh, I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the people that go to cons uh, in like really nice suits and they're just wearing a Star Wars helmet. Yeah, like we should do that, but with luchador masks. Yeah, I'll show that. up in three piece suits. Yeah, and a luchador mask. Yeah, I don't know when that's. By the way, that trend of stormtrooper in a suit is odd, and I don't know where that started, but I think I'm in full support of it. Oh, yeah, but, it's but been I'll, going for a while now. It's pretty weird. Why would you do it? Think about it for a minute. Like, what's the point? Why? Why? What? What is it? What? What do you hope to? Uh, to okay, especially at this stage. First guy who did it, I'm like, yeah, dude, cool contrast. You're a you got a big old uh, imperial helmet on, and you're ready for dinner. That's awesome. And then the next guy does it like, that's ah, pretty cool. I saw that other guy, but yeah, that's cool. And then about twenty of these guys in, you're like, all right, we need a new need a new idea. You know what I, I mean? know, man. I go to BlizzCon. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not any less excited to see uh, the 45th and a half person dressed up like a blood elf. That's a good point. I mean, how many Genjis can you take in one day? I, I don't know. At that point, you just start judging them on quality of the <laughs> costumes. Like, oh, that one actually looks like Genji. <laughs> that guy just bought a onesie. Yeah. Or, or like a. Um, uh, the, for me, it's Reinhardt's or um, uh, like Lich King, like full on Lich King uh, cosplay. 
Because that is there's a there's a level of uh, precision and detail. That if people go for that, then you're like, oh, okay, clearly we have a winner here. Otherwise, everybody else looks like a scrub. It's the exaggerated proportions, right? Like Blizzard loves their exaggerated proportions. Yeah. And the one that really impressed me, I think it was two BlizzCons ago, was the uh, the woman that did Chromie, and she had she had oh, built yeah. everything larger so that she looked like the proportions of a gnome even though she was the size of a standard human being yeah that was pretty awesome actually so it's not like they had to get a little person to look good in there she just was a average sized person with really big everything else (laughs) yeah but it all worked together and like even to the point of the wig where it made her head look rounder uh and and filled everything out to where like if you just looked at her without anyone else around you're like oh my god it's a gnome yeah it's crazy but uh, anyway, it's good stuff. Can't wait. That's going to be fun. I always like seeing that stuff. Uh, of course, Garrett and I here taking it uh, taking it to the next level. We don't have uh, Terpster, Patrick, Patrick's in France doing I don't know what. And Terpster says he may be here, but he'll be late, he said. So if he pops in, you'll know it. You'll hear his British thing, and then he'll say words. And then we'll have him here, and that'll be great. So we're looking forward to that. But for now, Garrett and I will hold down this fart. That is to say fort. <laughs> I mean, I'm holding down my fart, too. You don't want that stuff to end up on the microphone. No, always hold down your fort and your fart. All right, so a couple of quick things here uh, before we get into wow and stuff like that. Uh, it's actually a bit of a slow couple of weeks in terms of uh, of news cycle. There's a few things here and there, but we are definitely in that phase of uh, people are enjoying the, the beta and the alpha. I guess there's no alpha anymore now. It's just beta. Uh, that's happening on the PTR. There are plenty of people who will not do that and are rather uh, would rather wait until the final game comes out in August. So uh, kind of holding pattern a little bit. Uh, a lot of people, you know, end their subs for a couple of months. Uh, then there's me, who I haven't been able to play for a while, but I'm still paying. So, uh, you know, <laughs> there you go, Blizzard. Hey, uh, check this out, though. This is kind of funny and is uh, mostly a, uh, a laugh at me. But I'm going to go ahead and share this story anyway. I've talked about this on a couple other shows, so you may have heard this. I apologize to those who are getting a little bit of a repeat. But here's the quick and dirty of it. A couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, let's do a contest and give away a bunch of beta code keys for our listeners here on this show. We announced it. We made it simple for them to enter and to win. And uh, all was well uh, as far as I was concerned. And uh, just really thankful to Blizzard for sending all those codes, and and uh, I let them know as much. And so when they sent me the codes, about an hour after that episode ended, uh, and we were already taking entries, I get an email from another person at Blizzard who says he's with a systems department where they worry about or they they're concerned about the technical end of a of a giveaway like this, and it was super legit sounding, like the most legit sounding email you could get from somebody you think works at Blizzard. Um, I'm going to share this because I think it's worth sharing. Okay. So it says, hi, uh, Mike here from Blizzard. Hope your giveaway is going well. It is sometimes possible that winners of giveaways experience issues with the beta key that they receive in order to provide a quick response to them. Here is a list of five additional keys for the battle of Azeroth beta. Note that these, and then there's five keys there. Note that these keys are being provided as replacement keys. They should only be provided for those who receive the key and it's not working for some reason. And uh, if any of these keys are not needed as replacements, they should be discarded and not used. If you'd like to request more replacement keys, just let, let us know. Uh, but this should cover it. You can inform me and I will, uh, let's see, close up the current estimated key needs that are listed for you. Thanks. Uh, 
somebody named Mike. He has a last name. I won't use it because I don't know if I should. Uh, public relations for World of Warcraft and some other official looking links and stuff like that. All right. Now, as you may guess, by the way, I'm telling this story that this very legit sounding thing that came right on the heels of other uh, back and forth with me and Blizzard it, it turned out to be a uh, hokey. Well, I didn't know that because it seems super legit to me. Now, I have never in my life fallen prey to a phishing scheme of any kind ever. Usually they're obvious, but even the ones that aren't so obvious, I just get this instinct and I know. I've been at this for a long time. So I see an email that says, uh, please log into your Google account to um, whatever. And I look at the link and go, yeah, that's somewhere in China or whatever, right? Like, you know, you just intrinsically know this is this is poo poo and you shouldn't go down this road. Well, this seems so legit. And not only legit, it seemed like they were saying, here are backups in case there are problems. Because sometimes there are problems. You know, somebody gets the code wrong or one's gotten used or whatever. Like, this seems super legit. I said, great, thanks. Uh, can't wait to get going on the giveaway. He writes back and says, uh, let's see, where does it say? Uh, I was about to say, I don't see how they how they scam you here like what were they giving well, you that scams you? here's the best so now we enter phase two del boca vista you ready for this <laughs> says sure thing uh this is after me saying thanks mike this is a great idea he says i'd like to check up on how things are progressing with your giveaway has it concluded and if not is there a set date to do it have you run into any difficulty so far okay again still not seeing a scam no scam right <laughs> I said, um, hi, we're running this contest right now. I sent him a link to it, which was at frogpants.com slash beta. It's no longer active, so don't go there. But anyway, it says, uh, we've already got over 1,000 entries. People are clearly excited about getting a key. Uh, we're going through those now to award winners. And this was all true. And we ended up, by the way, with about 4,000 entries, which I only had 35 keys to give away, so it was a little bananas. But thanks, everybody who entered. And congrats to those 35 people who won. Anyway. He says, great to hear that. We ask that you complete the process by the end of day tomorrow, although it sounds like it may be completed before that. Additionally, we will need a Microsoft Excel document that contains the full list of current keys and who they were allotted to in your giveaway, uh, including the five replacement keys that were issued to you earlier listed in, uh, listed at the bottom. Uh, oh, now, see? Now you can take, now you can smell it coming up the street. Right? Wow, they really worked for this. They really worked for it. And, and the insidious bit I'll get to in a second, but he says each time a key... From the replacement list is used, please send a notification email uh, stating the non-working key and the replacement key that has been issued so that we can keep track of them. As a reminder, the five additional keys are meant for replacements only and not to be distributed as part of the giveaway. Again, sounds super legit, right? Like this seems like a good, this seems like a thing Blizzard would do to, to, to sort of shore things up and it's efficient and, you know, nothing about that leaps out at me. So I finish up the contest and I say, hey, Mike, here's the spreadsheet with the winners. <laughs> this is where Scott falls prey. And the five backup numbers as requested, none were needed. Let me know if you need anything else. Thanks. Then people started emailing me going, hey, thanks for the key, but it doesn't work. And I went, oh, oh maybe. OK, there's one guy. And I said, try this one. I gave him one of the replacement keys. Next guy writes. Oh, I'm so happy to win, but my key doesn't work. I'm like, I just, and my brain went, shit! <laughs> and it just hit me all at once. I went, oh my gosh, I know what this is. I've been hosed. And I went and checked. It, the one thing that would have teed me off on this that I never looked at because I was just, again, I was all in on this. Guy has Gmail address, not some Blizzard address. Oh, 
Oh, God. Yeah, no, I know. That's so obvious, I know. Scott. I know. <laughs> I know. But I never hunted for it because, uh, again, I was on the hook from the beginning. So I yeah. sent this to my guy, Blizzard, and said, hey, is this a real pl- person at Blizzard? He says, hmm, name doesn't come up in any searches. Looks pretty fishy. Uh, he says, you can always, let's see, you can always uh, contact me if you're ever unsure about these people. And then I basically, the longer the start of it, I'm like, oh, I totally screwed up. I, I basically came to them on bended knees saying I screwed up bad. I All these keys are now in the hand of some scammer. Uh, oh, by the way, here's the nice thing. I am, I am proud of one thing. I didn't feel good about putting people's emails in that spreadsheet. So I only put the first name of the people who won and then the key. So I, yes, I gave the scammer all the keys, but they did not get anybody's email addresses because that was just like a standard thing I don't like doing. And he could ask for them back. He could have come back to me and said, oh, we need emails. And I would have probably caved if I hadn't figured this out yet. But up to that point, I was like, "Nah, I'll just give them their names. And if they ask for emails, you know, fine, we'll deal with it then. So yeah, thankfully, I mean, it was clearly after the keys, right? Not the emails. Yeah, I would have felt really bad if people's personal information had gotten out. That would have been a real bummer. I would have, I would have at that point not been in compliance with the new GPDR or whatever the hell it is, the European uh, privacy, whatever. So anyway, mm-hmm. bottom line is Blizzard is awesome and said, oh, dude, this happens. You wouldn't believe the kind of scams we get. I'm not surprised. Here are replacement keys for those 35. Make sure they, you know, everybody got one. So fixed everybody. Everybody who won got a legit key. Again, thanks to Blizzard. Uh, this thing went out to this Mike bum hole. And <laughs> here, so what I wrote back to him at the end of all this, uh, I decided to reply to him. And I said, congratulations, you got me. First time in my life I ever fell for a phishing scheme. Historic moment. Scott, P.S., F off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, did you write like E-F-F? Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. EFF off. Nice. So, nice. so, uh, bottom line, I totally got, I mean, I, it feels like outside of the email though, hundred percent legit. And then I started thinking about it. How would this person even know? And here's how they knew they, and maybe listening right now, they listened to the show. They had to, cause there's no, they would have had no other idea I was doing this. Like that was the first notice i'd well, given anybody was the show so somebody sure. listened to the podcast and then st- sent this thing to me i mean if you're if you're scamming keys all day you might have some type of automated program that raises flags anytime you know battle for azeroth beta and key pop up on a website no that's true this was up on a website you could go to frogpants.com slash beta to enter right well you can but that wasn't up until after the show so i didn't put it up until we were done recording and, and gotcha. posted. Yeah, I mean, I, so somebody I, I had to have heard it, or you're right; they may have just, you know, scanned for it or whatever. But in one of his email replies, he references the show without knowing, without me saying anything about the show. Like, I feel like somebody's list, like some listener, is the scammer, and that really rubs my cheese four directions wrong. Which is <laughs> not even a phrase. It's not even a phrase. I just made it up just now. Because I don't well, you know, know you got to rub it to the north and to the south and to the east and to the west. <laughs> you got to get all the cardinal directions, Scott, when you're rubbing cheese. I guess so. But anyway, that's that story, and it sucks, and I'm mad at him. And I'm happy that Blizzard was so cool about it, and I will never fall for that again, you bastards. <laughs> Doc Medpot in the chat room says, long-time listener, first-time fisher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might be today's title, Doc Medpot. <laughs> 
I'm going really to co- I'm like copying that. that out right now and I'm putting it in the show notes because that's freaking hey, funny. Hey, instance crew, long time listeners, first time scamming you all. I <laughs> uh, was just curious if you could send me all of the keys in a spreadsheet. Yeah. What's uh, one nice thing is I'd started sending out winning codes before I sent them the spreadsheet, obviously, because I had all the winners first and then sent the spreadsheet. So it only really affected like, I don't know, maybe half of the 35 people uh who who didn't get keys or or whose keys showed up as wrong most of them were quick on the spot and got it the way they wanted it but um anyway just a dumb thing and i'm not used to that sort of stuff i i mean honestly there's a very good chance i would have fallen for that (laughs) like uh, just seemed legit like none of the thing i don't think i check email addresses for contacts of blizzard anymore although i gotta say i can't remember last time uh, someone at blizzard contacted me that and i didn't already know who they were right Right. That's usually the case with me. But what I've learned over the last year or so, for whatever reason, there's been a couple of things that have come up. Uh, BlizzCon last year and just arranging for that for that panel we did where I was hearing from people I don't normally hear from because they were like, well, That's okay, fair. we need to talk about this and that. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, this is just a new thing they're doing because Blizzard does that. All of a sudden, a policy will change and, and how you get people to do interviews with you is now a whole different chain of command or you know, stuff like that, which is fine. It's all good. They're a business. They should run the way they want to run and all that. I'm, I'm happy to comply, which is part of the problem. I completely complied with phony baloney Mike and his bullshit position at, <laughs> at Blizzard. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Blizz made it right and sent extra, sent extra codes. They were super nice about it. Yeah, I guarantee it. And I'm, and I'm, I use Google's inbox for my email. So it's, it's a, I love that software. It's great as an app. And also I use the browser version um over gmail and over any other mail client and i manage all my different email addresses in there and it's great but it does not by default show the email address of the sender it just says their name so um had it done that i probably would have caught it earlier at the very least i'm just going to check every email address ever now but now i just feel bad because i i I love making fun of my friends who fall for stuff it's like somebody will say (laughs) oh i gave all my google stuff to some dude and I'm like, well, he's barely speaking English in this email. How'd you not, you know, like I love piling on, but I've been handed a, a humble pie that I'm not sure I can eat. So there you go. There's my story. Just watch yourself. Uh, just watch yourself when you go to BlizzCon, Scott. I mean, Blizzard's being pretty chill about it, but you know, this you might show up and they might take you to the Blizzard dungeon where you will be judged by the council of beta keys. Yeah. Or somebody, here's the worst thing that could happen at BlizzCon. Somebody in a blue shirt come up to me with a headset on and say, uh, hold on a second. I'm grab, grabbing them out. Scott, we need, uh, they want to <clears throat> interview on the main uh, couch. Oh, great. I did that a couple years ago. That'd be great. Uh, what we need, I need to give me your wallet and uh, uh, your keys. Okay. And then I'll never see those people again. That's boring. If you're not paying attention right now, listeners, Scott is telling you exactly how to scam actual <laughs> money out of him in person. Yeah. I hope you're taking notes. Just show up in a blue shirt and say you need my wallet. That's yeah, a great that, idea. You know, and if Blizzard asks, you're going, you're in the cosplay contest as a BlizzCon employee. Right. So if they raise an eyebrow that you're trying to walk in without the right credentials, dressed as security, like, no, 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 I'm in the, I'm in the cosplay contest. It's like a really meta joke. <laughs> and uh, yeah. disregard everything I'm just saying, please. Yes, don't do <laughs> don't, any of these things. Look, don't no, try and scam Scott out of real money. November's right around the corner. Damn it, I'm, I, we need <laughs> to not have this happen. Anyway, that's what happened to me. Hope it never happens to any of you. Let's dive into what's going on this week. Uh, all right. So this is a bit of a sad story. And even Patrick warned us, like, don't don't go too hard on Venezuela. This is sad what's happening there. And he's right. It is a, it's sad what's happening there. Their uh, currency 
is in a bad place. All right. The economy's a mess. It's bad. Their currency just keeps become, becoming more and more devalued. Somebody figured out that World of Warcraft's virtual gold is seven times more valuable than real money in Venezuela. Now, I know we have some Venezuelan yeah. listeners because we've heard from them before, or at least I thought they were. Maybe they were fake and they were saying they were. Anyway, now I question everybody. Who Are you accusing all Venezuelan <laughs> listeners of trying to scam you, Scott? A little that's bit, what I'm hearing. A little bit. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, for real, though, uh, they that's how bad things are. So the virtual gold of World of Warcraft, the online role-playing game, as you all know it. I don't know why I'm reading that part. This is part of the CNN article. Is now almost seven times more valuable than real cash in Venezuela. Uh, whose economy is currently in shambles. As a South American country suffers an economic crisis due to extreme inflation, the value of the boulevard has cratered. Uh, the U.S. dollar today is worth 68,915 boulevards. Am I saying that right? Boulevards? Uh, I sure. believe it's boulevards. There you go. Look, You'd know you're in Florida. You're as close as we're going to get to South, <laughs> South America. You're just, you're just like not, a big. I don't think we really we have a a standing Venezuelan populace here. Really, it's it's more it's more Cuban here in Florida. Cuban, but sure, but you got the big. You have America's wiener point is is. I'm saying it's just hanging down right there, and that's as close. I, mean, as we're I, I get. mean, this is dull, but I'll tell you straight up. I went and watched the video when I saw the story because I wanted to know how to pronounce it, so I didn't sound like an idiot white guy. Oh, even better. <laughs> so doing research yeah, for the show. Um, this is great. Yeah, this is just. I mean, if you were curious about how bad the economic crisis in Venezuela is, it's gotten so bad that we're now comparing the value of their of their currency to fake in-game gold in World of Warcraft. Sure. I'll bet you could pick a bunch of other video games and go, oh, it's worth less than uh, whatever the currency is in Battle Right or some other game. Uh, V-Bucks in uh, uh, freaking Fortnite are probably worth more than that money and that sucks that's how bad it's gotten so i don't know what they do to fix that or what we do and you know what we do we sit around going oh boy their money's low what should we do i don't know compare it to virtual gold in a video game doesn't that's feel about like... as far as our intelligence will let us get <laughs> it doesn't feel like we're helping them much does it i mean we're not really offering much of because a because we're not scott we're not <laughs> helping them <laughs> all right well i hope uh our listeners there are not uh i don't know <laughs> I hope I hope what you're not doing is uh, playing World of Warcraft and instead are finding ways to help your economy. I don't know. I'm no good at this. I'm not an economist. I don't know. I don't know how to make this stuff work. All right. Because the news cycle is so slow, I pulled a bunch of emails that I think I, were worth a pull, uh, worth pulling. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. Have you seen the latest uh, like snippet for the next World of Warcraft novel? By uh, Golden? Yeah. The little uh, excerpt deal. Yeah, there's some cool stuff in here, man. There's a lot of Arthas references, which gets me real excited. So are uh, you uh, You have some theories about his sister uh, becoming a prominent player in the world of Warcraft moving forward or something? I mean, I mean, there's so little known about Callie Amenethil. Like, she just fell off the face of the world of Warcraft yeah. uh, for so long and has re- reappeared in Legion if you played the, uh, the Priest campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's it. Like, that's all we know, really, is uh, she, she somehow survived. Uh, everything that went down in Lordaeron uh, went into hiding and has shown up many years later. Yeah. Uh, but in Anduin's, uh, it's like, it's basically, if you haven't read this, it's a, it's a letter from Anduin to Sylvanas. Um, and it's, uh, it's very Anduin. It's trying to find common ground. Um, uh, and it's, it's a good read. I would go, I would go check it out. Uh, but he, he name drops Alonza's foul, uh, who also popped back up in the priest campaign in Legion. He was one of the founding members of, of the Knights of the Silverhand, the Paladin Order, mm-hmm. 
Um, but he was he was killed and re- raised as a scourge, and somehow kind of broke the Lich King's hold over him at some point, and is now a light aligned Forsaken. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of bringing Anduin over to the plight of the Forsaken. The yeah. fact that you know, oh, here's yeah. here's a. It's a little. Oh, they lose you. He went froze. Oh, did I? Oh, you're Can back you now. You're back now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man, oh, the I, idea of a light and not a light infused light aligned light aligned forsaken is a crazy concept. Like, well, is it though? I mean, they have priests, and you don't. It's not like they only have shadow priests. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, but 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 yeah. just like in the story, like the closest we've gotten to it is uh, ah, what's his name? That's the 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 light demon dude that's currently legion heavy ah, i forgot his name oh, hell yeah I, uh, can't, I can never remember that guy's name but yeah the 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 light the light infused uh, dreadlord right which is why we're getting um, the light and the light drain eye whatever stuff anyway yeah that, the chat room will save us very briefly but yeah that's a cool thing i'm into that i like that idea it's an interesting contrast check out this this uh, verbiage on this letter by the way so this is the this is the the kind of language we're using Unto Queen Sylvanas Windrunner, Dark Lady of the Forsaken and War Chief of the Horde, King Anduin Lane Rin offers respectful greetings. This is the this is the beginning of the letter. Say, Anduin needs more titles after his name because oh, Sylvanas is starting to sound like uh, Daenerys from Game of Thrones, <laughs> and and Anduin's just like and King Anduin. <laughs> right, he's just the king. It's like maybe they had that joke in in the latest season of Game of Thrones, right? Between John, just like this is Jon Snow. Yeah. I do like this. Uh, do not mistake this as an offer of peace. Uh, it is only an offer of a single day's compassion for people who are cruelly torn apart by a force that was neither horde nor alliance. You and I have both lost family, war chief. Let us not force that upon others who, like us, did not choose it. Done this day by my hand, King Anduin Lane Rin, with a with a big oily looking uh, uh, wax seal, wax stamp. Yep. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, I like I like the little do not mistake this for an offer of peace. That just seems like a little bit of his dad creeping in. Oh yeah, a little bit. Like, the majority of this is Anduin as hell, trying to find common ground, kind of coming to the Forsaken, uh, using kind of mutual tragedy mm-hmm. uh, as as a binding agent. And then at the very end, like, hey, just so you know, if you if you mess with us, we're gonna we're gonna kill you. So when is this book out? When are we done? When do we read it? Is it out yet? It's not out it yet. is not out yet. That's why they're that's why they're teasing it. I actually have not looked up the uh, I can tell you the release date, but it's called Before the Storm. Amazon. So the internet will tell me the storm. Okay, so it says Before the Storm, World of Warcraft, Christy Golden, Amazon pre-order June twelfth. June the twelfth. Oh, it's coming soon. That's a great cover to that. I love that it's releasing on uh, on a Tuesday, like when it's usually like a patch day. Yeah, video game day. I call it. Yeah, it's, all yeah, it's got a great happens. it's got a great cover. Uh, I mean, Chrissy Golan is my favorite author that pens Warcraft themed fiction. She also did a killer Star Wars novel last year. Yeah, people love that. In fact, she's still yeah. I think she's still hobnobs with those Star Wars people enough that I think we're going to get another one of those. Even though she's like full time Blizzard now, I think she still gets to write other stuff. I, I randomly got to sit next to her during the BlizzCon opening ceremony last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, and I then I kind of geeked out on her. Oh, um, and I, was talking nice. to her, I told her that I had just started her Star Wars novel and I was like, hey, so you're working here now. Does that mean no more Star Wars? She's like, I'm, it's it's not strictly off the table, yeah. but, you know, Blizzard stuff's going to come first. Uh, my guy Blizzard says that she'll be back on the show for an interview soon. So hopefully that'll happen sooner than later. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love to talk to her again. We talked to her way back in the day when I want to say. 
what was it art when Arthas came out or one one of the one of her novels i don't remember which one tides of war maybe might have been tides of war actually it was tides book. of war it was totally tides of war you're right everyone wonders why i'm like so sympathetic towards jaina and it's because of tides of war you know why i'm not sympathetic towards jaina because every time i click her she yells at me that's why <laughs> <laughs> and I like her a lot. Like generally speaking, I think she's one of the great characters of World of Warcraft and should always be up front and center. But she's a real pisser right now, and we're about to we're about to get the fruition of that. You know, whatever that ends up being, we'll we'll get to know. But up until I think this I'm point, more excited to see where Jaina's story goes uh, than anyone else going into Battle for Azeroth. I think you are attracted to a video game character and just need to admit it. I think that's what's going on. Uh, I mean, I mean, if I was going to put a poster on my wall, it'd be Sylvanas, but. <laughs> Oh, all right. Okay, let me ask you a question. I don't. This isn't meant to be creepy. Right? Oh, how weird does this get? I'm just gonna say, if you're, let's say you're in high school, and you, you're uh, two of the girls. They're your age, and the one is Sylvanas Windrunner, and one is Jaina Proudmore, and you date one and you date the other, and 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 you know nothing goes too far or anything but you're just sort of making out in the car once with one of them and then making out the car with the the other one one other time like what you know my my feeling would be that jana would smell nice like she has her hair would smell really nice it's like you have nice perfume or something on uh and that sylvanas would smell like rotting flesh do you know what i mean (laughs) No, see, I'm not taking it so literal that she's undead. I'm thinking here more of like the the you know the cool goth or punk chick uh, who might smell like uh, she burns incense in her room or something. Oh, all right, that I could see. Yeah, some kind of uh, some like a, like a dark incensey kind of. I mean, listen, Scott. Yeah, I wore eyeliner in high school, so I was attracted to girls that wore eyeliner in sure. high school. I listened to The Cure yesterday. Does that count? Uh, yes, yes, we'll, we'll allow that. I listened to it all day. <laughs> <laughs> I was so into the cure yesterday, you guys. I get these wild hairs up my butt, and I have to, I have to like go for whatever it is I'm into. And yesterday was Cure Day. I could not stop listening to the Cure. <laughs> anyway, maybe P- uh, Peter Murphy today in Bauhaus. Maybe that's where I'll go. And that's a little dark too. I, I, we could all wear eyeliner to that. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> anyway, Scott and Guyliner. Oh my gosh, dude! Wait, did you say Guyliner? Is that a thing people yeah. say? I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, you've never heard Guyliner. Nope. Okay, uh, do you remember the band uh, AFI being big? Yeah. Okay, because AFI Liner was also uh, a joke. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never heard anyone say Guy Liner in my life. <laughs> never in my life. That's, I'm, I'm glad I can bring the early 2000s uh, emo perspective. Yeah, me too. Uh, to the instance. Did you, do you yeah. have a bunch of old poetry and like weird... Uh, diaries and things that, that if people... no i was a smart man i threw all that shit away okay. scott <laughs> i threw it all away okay i did it's it's uh it's probably been i'm sure long rotted by now all right someone said the, the drenched wildfire said it only counts if you listen to the smiths i also had this this uh morrissey problem about a week ago where all i could listen to is morrissey all day so apparently mm-hmm. i'm getting out my own getting it out of my own way but here's my question for you it would the garrett of the early aughts who is having his little stage, right? <laughs> if he could, if he could meet you now, Mister Video Game Man, what would would it, would it jive with him? Would he be okay with it, or would he think you'd sold out or something? No, I think he'd be down. I still played. Oh man, dude, it's Halo and Smash Brothers every weekend. Still, all right, growing up. All right, you were a well-rounded goth, is what you were. <laughs> I like that. Sure, you were the sure. Dark Lady himself, or something. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is all very exciting. I can't wait for that book is the bottom line. We're very excited about it. I can't wait to read it. I assume the digital will be out the same day because I'm kind of a Kindle guy. Uh, let's see. Yep, same day. So we will be reading it however you like to read it. Coming up June 11th. Looking forward to it. June 11th, right? June 11th. No? June 12th. 12th, thank you. Tuesday, June 12th. Uh, let's get to some... Okay, so the rest of today's stuff is kind of emails about World of Warcraft and other general Blizzard things. I wanted to get one thing out of the way from an emailer named Rona, who I'm going to sneeze. I can just feel it. It's coming. Hold on. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay, it's gone. Sneeze watch, 2018. Aller- allergies, man. They're here. They've, they've made their way in. Uh, you guys get you get that in Florida, right? You get allergies, right? I am on a a, a daily regiment of uh, nasal steroids. See there, that's you heard it right here first. He says he's allergic to Cubans. All right, here we go. First email <laughs> puts his hands up like I'm not touching this. Um, uh, says hey guys, I had a comment about COD being on the launcher. That's Call of Duty because uh, we had a big. We had a big roundabout with this, and a lot of people talking in and out of the show about their feelings about not only what we said, but the, just the general idea that Call of Duty is now on their beloved launcher. Says, I had the launcher up and showed my 13-year-old daughter that Black Ops 4 was coming to PC on the Blizzard launcher. She immediately said, can we get it? Uh, so what if this is just a marketing ploy? What if Activision is trying to get the younger COD Battle Royale group to use their launcher uh, once they are playing COD? Then they will be curious about these other old school games. He put old school in parentheses. I know my son who plays a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering has never shown any interest in Hearthstone, but he played Overwatch the other day while at the card shop and got all excited about it. If they could get more eyes over to their games, they would sell more. I also agree with you, Scott, that COD Black Ops is going uh, the way of a service style game. They have the following, or sorry, they have the following to take over the Battle Royale arena. And why wouldn't they want to capitalize on that? If they come out with a one time here is a one time here is our game, and several times a year they have seasons, whatever they want to call it. If you purchase passes or sprays, I think they can make more money than if they sell just one game a year. Look at Fortnite. Between the three accounts, two children accounts, and my own account, we are on target to spend over a hundred bucks this year easily. I am pretty stingy about microtransactions. I also know people who spend way more than that every season for the battle pass and V bucks, which they believe which I believe are every three months. Keep up the great show, Rona. All right. I think Rona makes a fine point across the board. Um, they don't, they're not just putting it there because it's like, well, it's got to go on PC someplace. Like, I think they do want to draw eyeballs back and forth. They do want to try to say, hey, it's not just World of Warcraft. It's these things below the fold. And then the below the fold people are like, hey, it's not just us. It's these other cool games. Uh, you ever dipped your toe in an RPG, Mr. Shooter Man? No? Well, now's your chance. There's a couple of them right up there. Uh, you ever play a competitive card game? Guess what? Hearthstone maybe has what, what ails you or what cures you or however the word goes. So, thoughts, Garrett? Do you think Rona's on the right uh, path of I mean, truth it's, it's, and light? It's, it's definitely marketing. At a, at, to, at a certain, there's, there's, I think there's no, you can't make an argument against that this is a form of marketing. Right. Uh, is it marketing to the the audience for battle royales i don't think so because there's not a battle royale on that launcher yeah not yet anyway yeah well, i mean well cod, cod 4 will be or will have or black ops 4 has black a battle royale, royale mode but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i we, mean as far as i don't know how deep down that call of duty rabbit hole we want to travel but as far as as 
Black Ops 4 being uh, Call of Duty becoming a game as a service thing. If they were going to do that, they should just call it Call of Duty. Yeah, that's what why, I think. Why make it a specific one? Because uh, because to me, if I'm if I'm getting an ongoing Call of Duty that never ends, I want that. I want it to be freaking Modern Warfare Two. Start start there and right. add on. Right. Call it Modern Warfare Online or whatever you're going to do. Well, call it whatever they want. I just call it Call of Duty. I agree with that. Uh, and also, Black Ops is known for being very story heavy. That's kind of the reason that those set themselves apart. Not that there weren't campaigns in the Modern Warfare every other year uh, releases, but that's what set Black Ops apart was this heavy yeah, focus on story. And this one doesn't really camp- have one. There's no campaign. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So why even have it be Black Ops? Why uh, That part is confusing to me. Like the, To me, board. I see Black Ops and I assume near future. Like that's the setting where that's the type of guns it won't necessarily be real guns it'll be semi-realistic like that's that's what black ops became was this like near future sure, sure. uh fictional warfare well black black ops black ops black ops one jumped around in time mm-hmm. and then they right. kind of went near future from then on and i'm 100 percent fine with all that i got no problem with any of this uh chat room suggests that um it's because they don't want to pay 30 percent to valve you idiots they didn't say idiots but i assume i mean that too i yeah, assume they think big. we're idiots uh, and that's true, not that we're idiots, but that the 30% is a benefit of them not being there and having it on their own, have it in their own house. So absolutely that plays a factor. I don't think that's the only reason though. Yeah. Cause... I mean, honestly, to me, I'm looking at it being like, I'm surprised that Call of Duty didn't end up on the battle net launcher sooner. Yeah. So the fact that it's going on now is making me think that they're seeing something internally that we cannot see, you know, the numbers for the eyeballs on the battle net launcher going, okay, now is the time. Now is when saving that 30% is going to be worth the potential loss of users uh, seeing our product on the steam store, for example. Right. I think we finally have the answer to this, which uh, this, as far as I am concerned, this was a question since it happened. And that was why did blizzard very briefly for like a day, tell the world that they were renaming the thing the Blizzard Launcher or the Blizzard app and not Battle.net anymore. And then like a day and a half later, nah, it's still Battle.net. This is why. There were meetings. They got together. They had a bunch of meetings and they said, wait, 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 before you guys do that, what about this? And like Bobby Kotick went wandering in there with his little ideas and they came to an agreement and they went, well, yeah, I probably should still call it Battle.net because if this was the Blizzard app, then you then you really are hammering home that this is just for Blizzard games, and now it's not. So I never even understood why they made a big deal of that. Whatever the outcome, now the outcome is that staying as Battle.net. If the outcome was they changed it to Blizzard, does anyone really care at the end of the day? Like, why do they even need to make a big deal about that announcement? They kind of don't. Could have just been a patch note, like Battle.net launcher update, and then only bullet point been renamed to Blizzard launcher. Yeah, it could have been this brief note at this like footnote at the bottom of some patch notes. I totally agree. Yeah. That was really weird. I never, the whole thing I was didn't weird. understand that. Very strange. Uh, this leads me to a theory that I would like to share with the world. Theory from Scott. You guys ready for this? A week from now or so, uh, you got the you got the E3, you know? The Electronic Entertainment Expo. That's what the 3 E's are. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I didn't know. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, (laughs) At E3, it's something I always get, you know, way into. Super stoked about E3. I always am. Although a lot of stuff has leaked early this year, so I don't know how many surprises we're going to get. But I think that there's a real possibility of something. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Has Activision had their own press conference in the past? Like EA does, like Ubisoft does? Or am I wrong about that? 
I don't think they have. Okay. If they haven't, then what they've done is they've always been a prominent part of either Microsoft or Sony's uh, time on stage, right? So they'll come out. That, that'll be like the big showcase for the new Call of Duty or the big showcase for whatever. The one thing that's always absent at those Activision briefings, how, wherever they do them, and they might break them up and do them in multiple places, uh, wherever multi-platform matters, you know, that's where they go. Um, they never have, Blizzard's never there. That's never been part of the Activision presentation. Blizzard doesn't do stuff at E3, generally speaking. There was the year when Metzen came out on stage and, and made the announcement that uh, Diablo was coming to the PlayStation 3 at the time. It was a Sony conference, PlayStation and Xbox at the time, but that came out and did that on stage. Uh, outside of that, though, doesn't happen very often. Um, they did do a couple years ago some Heroes stuff at the PC conference thing. But for the most part, they they save it for BlizzCon. They have their own convention. They're a bit like Rockstar Games or, I don't know, other, name, other names in the industry that just don't need... They don't necessarily need E3 to, to push their stuff around. So, all that being said, Activision literally has almost nothing to show this year. They have Call of Duty Black Ops 4. They have continuing Destiny content. But they don't have any other big things that i don't even think they're doing the the um skylander crap anymore i think that's all waning or gone if yeah, not toys toys to life in general yeah or, uh in dire straits yeah that little unless you're amiibo yeah yes I mean, if you're nintendo you're doing just great you're rolling in it but everybody else toys to life kind of not what it was meant to be or thought to be the trend is over so they don't have you know, there's no Guitar Hero games. There's none none of their normal, you know, there's no new Tony Hawk that we know of. I mean, these are possibilities, I suppose. But really, they have a limited, limited showing this year. So here's my theory. Let me finally get to the point here. I think this might be the first year that we see Blizzard come out at one of these conferences with a major, major announcement. I think it'll probably be Diablo 4. Uh, so I'm going to make a prediction that next week, Oh, that's on stage. I know, I know, and I, and the only thing that I I argue with myself about this because I also think they've they've left themselves a huge swath to do this at BlizzCon as well, given what's out. New expansion will be out the month before, a couple months before. Um, you know, like they they Diablo Four could also be perfectly suited for a full announcement at BlizzCon. So here, so here's my thinking. It's a bit of a hybrid because Activision almost has Jack to show. Blizzard gets up announces teases and overalls uh diablo 4 blizzcon they completely go nuts on details but that the announcement itself the announcement itself will happen at, at e3 and remember diablo 2 was announced at like the worldwide Inv invitational starcraft tournament in france or something so it's not like they waited for blizzcon for that one either so Wait, did you say diablo 2 you mean diablo 3, three i keep right? saying two i mean three yeah when three okay. was announced, I'm just like, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there was no BlizzCon when Diablo two came out. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, uh, so three was, you know, they didn't even do that at BlizzCon. So I'm just saying, they get up here, they do their thing. We get more of the meat of it at BlizzCon, but but for the for once, E3 is a place for for Blizzard to show off something new, and it fills out the Activision hole that they've got right now, which isn't they just don't have anything else. Like Black Ops Four is only going to get him so far. So, I, so what's your take have, on my theory? I, they, I mean, as far as Activision and the, their behavior or their presence at E3, it has historically been 
platform agnostic. Yeah. And the, like, unless they're announcing, which wouldn't surprise me that much, I guess, unless they're announcing the, like Diablo coming to PC and consoles all in one big go, I don't know how it fits into Activision's E3 strategy. Right. Because. But see, I would they, argue that that might be what they do is that it's a one big go. Because, I think that's, that, that that does make sense. Because, I feel like the the PC the the PC panel at E three is is always kind of this like niche panel. Like that you've got your Nintendo Treehouse, you've got sure uh, your Xbox, your PlayStation, and you have your EA, and those are like your your tent poles. That's what everyone tunes in. That's what everyone does their snarky uh, live commentary on Twitch about. Um, but the PC one is always it's it's relatively new, right? And it's also it's really it really low rent too. Like it's not. I don't think that's that would not be up to Blizzard standards and or expectations. That's what kind of what I'm getting at. And and not yeah. to to talk down to like the 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 panels they've done with Day Nine for the last two years. It's my favorite bit because it's it's human. It's relatable. It's pretty down uh, to I, earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like it personally, but um, it's it's not the kind of Iron Maiden concert production values that uh, everything else at E3 is. Well, how do you feel about the parade of AMD commercials that happened during that PC panel thing? Oh, well, it's, that, that's <laughs> that's just Twitch life, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I like Twitch life then because that bugs me. Don't like it. It was too much. It was way too much. <laughs> well, then much. it must bug you watching like Heroes Esports because it's the same thing. You a see little, the same, a uh, little bit. I mean, you see a lot of it, but you don't have... Like they would come out with interviews, and I just felt I remember feeling like sympathy for Sean Plot Day Nine when he would have to talk to the CEO of AMD as if it's just this natural conversation about a cool video card, when really it was just the most like markety, sellsy. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I am people, branding. How yeah, do I, human? Yeah, people have to sell their <laughs> shite. I get it. It's fine. Do what you got to do. Yeah. But I like it when he talks to the developers. Yeah, developers that's, are good. That's, that's what I enjoy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I you know, when you first started talking about this guy, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. But <laughs> I think you've gone so far into crazy town that it's starting to make sense. It's possible. It's like the pig in uh, Toy Story Two. If you change channels fast enough, you may as well just keep going all the way around. If I'm going to go full crazy, you may as well go with me. <laughs> that's a good comparison, right? Yeah. I mean, I just want the Four. So whether it's announced at BlizzCon or E3, I don't care. Just just give it to me. Same. Dude. I need my fix. It's me too. I've been playing a lot of three again. I'm so into it. I love it uh dan hallen wrote in says i high esteemed instance crew a long time ago when amon thule ripped yashara out of the uh, out of azeroth he left a wound that ebbed with the sleeping titan's lifeblood the keepers constructed the well of eternity in order to keep or sorry in order to heal the world with the world uh, sorry with the sword of sargeras i can't read uh currently plunged into the syphilis or as i like to say syphilis and the blood, the <laughs> and the blood, the seeping titan. I don't. That's wrong. Anyway, there's the blood from the seeping titan Azeroth flowing out again. Could this be the beginning of a new well of eternity? Asks Dan Halen. Oh, Dan Halen, like Van Halen. It just hit me. Ah, uh, that's great. pretty cool. Um, yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that that I, that hadn't occurred to me, but your logic. Makes sense, Dan. Yeah, if that is your real name. Actually, I, mean, I assume it really is Dan, but not. There's I Halen. prefer Dan Halen to Dan Hagar. So. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. Wait, how does it compare to Dan? Who's the other guy at the at the end there? Uh, 
I can't remember the other Van Halen singer that they had. Dan after. who gives a crap. Yeah, Dan who Dan who no one remembers. <clears throat> anyway, someone in the chat will remember that. Um, yeah, it's a good, a good, uh, good predict prediction there. That's a way to bring some of that stuff to to bear on the story and all that. Like, I feel like Blizzard's probably in the room or room root uh, uh, mood. <laughs> Blizzard's in the room. They're in the mood to bring up old stuff and bring it up in a way that isn't just obvious or like, oh, surprise, there's a thing. The idea of the Well of Eternity uh, and its and its uh, connected characters and lore and all of that making a uh, making a new uh, entrance on stage is is very possible. All this talk of Arthas's sister is a way of bringing back some stuff from from a different time and a different place. Like, I do think they're kind of headed that way. But there are a lot of people complaining about the end of Legion, uh, story-wise, and are not happy about where things are starting out and all the data mine dialogue that people are reading, which I won't spoil here, but there's a lot of stuff in there that make people not like this story moving forward. I'm reserving judgment for when it actually goes live because they have boldface lied to us with in-game dialogue before during the beta and then changed it when it went live to preserve key uh, pieces of lore. Yeah. You don't think that's then changing it based on reaction though, right? No, 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 no. I mean, the thing with um, Rathian in Legion is what I'm alluding to. And then it turned out Rathian is nowhere to be found oh, in, right. in Legion proper. And I, I don't remember anyone at the time being like, Oh, I hate the Rathians here. They really need to change this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could put on your conspiracy pants if you really want to and say that everyone's pretty mad about motivations for certain things that we know that's going to happen. And I'm in that bucket, by the way, if this, if, if, if what has been revealed throughout the beta is the actual motivations for certain events in Battle for Azeroth, I am unhappy with the writing. Right. Uh, but part of me, a big part of me thinks that it's more being purposely having you know the wool pulled over our eyes we're being um, punked as they used to say on mtv we're being punked <laughs> Ashton Kutcher used to come out and yell it in your face yeah you're getting punked right now he'd say stay tuned for pimp my ride <laughs> oh the good old the halcyon days back when you had a uh, man shadow or whatever you called it <laughs> 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 that is gonna be the name of my next rogue man shadow man shadow the rogue <laughs> Oh, Guideliner, that's it. Sorry. There you go. Man you Shadow and Guideliner. <laughs> I know it interest in correcting you because that was so entertaining. Uh, Gary uh, Sharon, by the way, was the final singer for Van Halen before they brought David back and tried to relive their glory days. So there you go. Yeah. there's. A, I mean, I feel like there's a lot we have that I'm pretty sure we're going to tackle in Battle for Azeroth, so I don't know if we're going to have the time or the bandwidth to explore a new well being created, but maybe in the next expansion. Yeah. Because um, we know we're going to have to deal with Ajara. I'm pretty damn sure Nazoth is showing up because there were so many hints about Nazoth in Legion. Yeah. It's time so. for more Nazoth in our life. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I got an email from Sinful Phantom. I don't know what they do when they're sinful, but here you go. Hi, guys. Been listening to The Instant since I was 13 years old and Burning Crusade just launched. I recently got a software engineering job with Walmart. And I've had a lot of time to listen to the instance as well as some of the older Frog Pants podcasts or other Frog Pants podcasts. I've recently gone back to the archives and started listening from episode one of the instance. It's kind of cool going back in time and hearing you guys talk about rumors and knowing what really happened after. I feel like I'm in the podcast version of Caverns of Time. Thanks for the hours of entertainment, Sinful Phantom. Well, first of all, listening to the show since age 13, that would make him, see, Burning Crusade, that would have been, what, 2007? Six, seven, six. 
six, seven. So that was the second year, not even the, it's like a year into the show, maybe not even that. That means you've been there since, you've been like 11 years with us, man. That means you're 24? Holy shit. <laughs> That's very old, Garrett. I mean, I started listening when I was 19, yeah. and I am now 31. Jeez Louises. I don't want to talk about what that makes me. I don't even want to discuss it. My son just graduated high school yesterday or Thursday. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> First thing to go is your memory. Your short-term I love memory. The, I love that Scott's. You're coming to you're coming to terms with your age and simultaneously forgetting what the day before was. Well, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, I'm actually because I we started. I got married not super young, but I was only 23. We started having kids when I was 25, so. I'm not that old for, you know, most people my age whose third kid just graduated high school. Most people are pushing like 62 years old or something. I'm still in my forties. I'm all right. I'm good. And now we're going to be, <laughs> we'll be empty nesters soon. Oh yeah. The town crier. That's literally who graduated yesterday, by the way, everybody <laughs> town crier has graduated high school. Yeah. Little kid is, is out of there. And, uh, anyway, the point is, oh, poor, poor Dagum in the chat says, I started to feel old when I was told I needed hip surgery, and he's only 32. Sorry, man. That's no good. I mean, that sounds like it's less a product of your age and maybe profession or an injury you <laughs> sustained at a younger age that has come back to haunt you or genetics. Yeah. Too much, dan too much dancing or something. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, thanks for thanks sinful Pan, uh, phantom and yes it is fun to go back and listen to those things there are there are points in the history of the show where we do make actual predictions by accident and we nail it but there are many times we get that wrong so don't think uh, too much about it uh, gus wrote in and asked this do you ever think blizzard will develop another base building rts game oh i'm so glad garrett's here for this because big time starcraft god i hope so uh, warcraft 3 was my first video game ever and i had an absolute blast going through all three starcraft 2 campaigns Fingers crossed for a StarCraft 4. However, I have seen that many other games in the genre have not done so well, such as Relics, Dawn of War 3, flopping harder than LeBron James past year. Oh, I don't know. He's kind of killing it right now. Are base-building RTS games destined to die out? Have MOBAs ruined them, uh, Garrett, do you think? Uh, no. Oh. No. I, 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 are they ever going to be on the... <laughs> This is so dated and probably speaks a lot about RTSs. Are they ever going to make a cover of PC Gamer again? I think not. But, um, yeah, I don't think they're ever going to be as big as they once were unless someone comes out with a take on the RTS that changes the game completely, something that no one saw coming and makes it accessible to, to a broader audience. Uh, Do you think but, that company is Blizzard, though? Or do you think that's somebody else who does that? If you had to guess. Not Blizzard right now. I don't think so. Mm, I kind of agree. Blizzard right now seems very disinterested in uh, what got them here. Yeah. Uh, much to the chagrin of Mike Morheim, whose favorite thing they ever did is StarCraft. So he is he is always on the push to, to put StarCraft back in the forefront to make RTSs uh, legit again. But I think even he knows the writing on the wall. Who knows yeah. what they're working on with their mobile strategy? There's supposedly some sort of RTS um, uh, RPG hybrid thing uh, rumored to be worked on in one of these secret teams. I'm not saying 
mobile will starcraft be tactics starcraft tactics please god starcraft tactics oh, game dude can you imagine grid based starcraft strategy game i want it now please i would play that all day yes what you asked but, for please that's i'd also amazing. play a tapper that is just uh managing the hearthstone tavern <laughs> oh really Hey, you I'll know what game? I'm out of that, man. You know what There's game? There's a bunch you... of Azerothian denizens coming in for drinks, and I gotta make sure certain certain stuff is in stock, and mm-hmm. you know, making the right uh, Azerothian cocktails. I want it. I'll, oh. I will play that game. Okay, I got I got a game for you, by the way. Let me find the name. It's called Moon. Uh, hold on, I gotta wait for Steam to load. Harvest Moon. Okay, I'll dig out my game cube. No, although I do like Harvest Moon. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, this is a brand new game called Moonlighter. And I've been playing it. It's this top-down indie thing. It's a roguelike, which I'm a huge fan of. I like those kinds of things. Uh, but what you'd like about it is, at night, you go into these dungeons and kill a bunch of stuff. And then everything you get, you hope you, you try not to die in there or else you lose all the stuff you got during that run. But when you get out of there, you, you portal out of there and go back to town, you run a store during the day that's like this magic shop that your grandpa and dad passed down to you in this, in this fantasy town. And you put stuff up for sale at this table and then you open for business and people come in and spend money on your like fancy crystals and crap you found in the dungeon the night before. And then you use that money to upgrade your arsenal so that you can then therefore go back into the dungeons and beat more stuff, get deeper in the dungeon. It's awesome. This looks like my jam. It's so good. I did not know this was a thing, and it I'm Google might, image searching it It's right 20 now. bucks on Steam. It might be, and it's coming to Switch as well, but it might be my, it's in my top three games of the year already. It's so good. I mean, it's, it was made for me, I swear. It's like they knew who I was, they know what I like, and they made it. And sometimes you're like, mm, should I sell these uh, weird glob crystal things uh, for a high price? And you can adjust prices too, <laughs> which is great. So there's like almost like it's not complicated, but there's like a little mini markety thing you do while you're in the shop. And that sounds some people are gonna hear that and go, What? I'd rather be in the dungeons. It's not burdensome or a pain. I hate that kind of stuff too. It's different than that. It feels more like I don't know, it's like Animal Crossing or something. It's it's weird. But you you uh, you have to make a decision. Should I sell these crystals or should I save them for this really cool bow I want to craft? Uh, or this other sword and shield, or this magic wand, or whatever weapon kind of stuff you want to build up for your dude, you're going to want to hang on to certain items and and not sell those those mats. Instead, you want to keep them until you have enough, and then sell other kind of mats in order to afford making the thing you want to make. Like it's it's really good. You got to get it. I love it. I'm so, going to stream that real quick. I mean, back, what do you think the realist? How realistic it is to for a StarCraft three or Warcraft four? Uh, very unrealistic. Um, I think that RTSs have RTS base building style games will always have kind of a fond place for people. And there will always be somebody coming out with a game where it's like, Hey, look at, we're like command to conquer or we're like Warcraft two, uh, whatever. And people get all excited and play those games. There are, there are games like that that are good examples now that you can get on steam that are, you know, two or three people on a team making a cool indie game that, that are just what I'm talking about. I have a few of them. But I don't think they are AAA business anymore. I don't think that someone can establish a esports legacy with a new product like that anymore and I don't even think Blizzard could. I mean they would pr- try to, but I don't I just don't think the interest is there like it, like it used to be. I think MOBAs have taken that taken that stage from 
from RTSs, which, you know, in some ways is a big bummer, but also it's just, you know, how games go. That being said, I think that there are probably ways to simplify the systems of a base building game to make that stuff less micromanaging and it becomes less about APM and more about grand strategy. So there's ways to do it. And I hope it's Blizzard who brings us that. I'd, I'd hate for someone else to do it and break the legacy that Blizzard has with RTSs. So I don't know. That doesn't really even answer your question, but I don't think Blizzard... I do not think Blizzard is making a StarCraft 3, and I don't think they're making a WarCraft 4. Yeah, I, I see it as unlikely. I, I think... I mean, honestly, I think RTSs have already kind of died out compared to what they used to be, yeah. uh, especially like in the 90s, for example. Um, but... They've certainly evolved. I mean, look, it's not it's not one-to-one RTS, but look at things like They Are Billions. Yeah. And that game is doing gangbusters right now. And that's certainly born out of a love for these types of games. Yeah, no question about it. I don't know. It's an interesting question. Someone in the chat, let's see, Dagum says, what do you think is more likely out of Blizzard, a new MMO or a new RTS? That's a neither. Great, that's a really hard question because I, I agree, neither. I, I think it's time for them to do something new. I mean, Overwatch was something new. Uh, I'd like to see some type of new standalone. I, I, I think that I would like I would like to see them return to some of their universes. I mean, I think Diablo Four is is a, is a no brainer. Yeah, I think Diablo Four is the next kind of classic Blizzard game we're going to see released. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I, I don't know. But what I would like to see, I kind of want to see them like take you know take some lessons from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want a Blizzard like a standalone Blizzard RPG. Yeah. Like it's just a story-driven, open-worldy. Make it in even put it in the Warcraft universe. Put it in the Starcraft universe. Oh, oh! Don't even get me excited. I would, dude. You know how I would lose it. I'd have to change my pants twice if they announced such a thing. Like I, I would lose my mind. Oh my gosh! To I want to experience Starcraft's setting from the ground floor. However, they want to give that to me. I, uh, I'm, I'm dumb. I've seen enough of the Caprulu sector in an isometric view. I want to see the scale of what's happening yeah. in the StarCraft universe. Right. I want to see. I want to see an Ultralis towering over me. Totally I want to agree. See a, I want to walk up to a siege tank. Like totally agree. Whatever game they want to build that around, uh, I would be ecstatic. This is how I get my fix for that sort of thing. Is I play a lot of Warhammer 40k games. Uh, which you know starcraft is heavily influenced by anyway but uh if i need giant you know space marines blowing up stuff that's where i go and i'd rather go to blizzard <laughs> for that and i'd rather do it in the in the starcraft lore and, and universe so so yes please the answer is make us make us that something in style you know i think we're both finding a consensus here without really even saying it whatever i whatever their next ip is or next you know genre experiences i really hope it's in the starcraft universe it doesn't have to be an rts just make it like you said if it's a tactics mobile game i'm in if it's a squad based first person shooter thing i'm totally in if it's another mmo or mmo light or action rpg and set in the starcraft universe holy shit am i in like i'm so far in i'm almost out i love mass effect but starcraft (laughs) play the hell out of that I mean, how far in would I be? I'd be like all the way in on all these ideas. You need to take uh, Scott to the ER to remove him <laughs> from how far recessed he would become. Uh, doctors would be arguing about who's going to have to take room four and be like, oh, we should we should flip a coin for it. They don't want to go in there. I'm so far in. Uh, final email here from a listener. I'm going to do this one here. Uh, 
Let's save that one for next year or next year, next week. Hey, instance, this is from Ricky. He says, uh, just want to throw in what I think about why there would be, wouldn't be a story or campaign mode in Overwatch for a while. Blizzard has obviously given us lots of thought about each, each of the characters' backstories. But I believe there are just too many unannounced characters that are intricate to the entire Overwatch story and that they can only tell part of the story when new characters are playable. For example, Moria uh, needs to be introduced before, uh, origi- sorry, before the origin of Reaper <clears throat> can be told and the retribution event, event can take place, says Ricky. Um, sure. I, I'm a little bummed that the uh, this is more of an overall criticism where things are with Overwatch, but it's become such an eSport thing, and that's where the focus from Blizzard and everyone else has been, that we're not getting that stuff anymore. And I don't mean, you know, I don't need a new short every week, although I'd take one. But when's the last short we got? BlizzCon with Reinhardt. Okay, great. Normally, in, a, in the other years of this game being pushed forward, we'd have more than that. Um... There have been comics, but not much lately. There hasn't been any talk about the proposed TV show thing. That seems like that's either on the rocks or not happening or no one's talking about it. Like, I feel like Overwatch is so focused right now on making sure Overwatch League is is successful, that it gives a return to its investors, like all of that stuff, that they have inadvertently or on purpose gotten behind with any kind of, like, story or world building or, or taking us to new places like that, so... It bums me out that that's where they're at. It's okay. It's fine. And I get it. I know where they're, where they are. And I, and I understand what they have to do. And now facing things like Fortnite in terms of competition, you know, they have to really work even harder at that. And maybe, maybe the way not to do that is to make a bunch more story stuff, but man, I pine for it. And I wish there was more of it. What do you think, Garrett? Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think the reason we're not getting more lore out of Overwatch is because it's too complicated. If anything, I don't think they have much written down. I think they have some broad strokes, and if anything, it's probably it should be pretty easy for them to kind of fill this out. Yeah. Not to mention, look at any movie that ever had a prequel. People retcon crap constantly. Yeah, it, it is a practice in fiction writing. Yeah, no, you're right. You're totally right. And also, just you know, keep in mind when a lot of these characters, Soldier Seventy Six was this dude that Metzen drew in like high school. Oh, I thought I thought he came out of a vault in uh, Fallout. <laughs> no, no, but I understand your confusion given the new announcement from Bethesda. Uh, somebody asked the other day if, if we thought they'd ever get sued. Um, uh, the Blizzard would sue Bethesda for using the seventy-six. I'm like, I don't think they can. It's just a number. It is just a number. Although that that goes two ways, right? It's like it's just a number. Why didn't you do seventy-seven or seventy-five? <laughs> Like, why did it have to be 76? Yeah, and why is the teaser, it's on his back, you know? like. Eh, well, I, I mean, it's, it's we've all. seen that before in Fallout. We have, but it's all a little too familiar. Like, why? Like, what, any other number. There's a lot of numbers to choose from Bethesda. We're all 76 now, they'd say. Well, it's not like there's a finite amount of numbers that you can put on the back of your characters. This is all true. It's very weird. Oh, look at that. This music. It must mean something. It means that we're going to talk about other Blizzard stuff real quick. Is there anything happening in Hearthstone this week of interest? I know, you know, things are settling with meta. There's been some freakouts about card, something with card reveals and whether or not they should do them or I can't remember what I heard. But uh, anyway, that's that's news to me. I haven't heard anything about about card reveals, but I mean, the the changes went live a little over a week ago now. Uh, So the the meta is starting to settle and it is very different from where it was. Uh, It's very control heavy. 
at the moment. Like greedy decks are in. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really seen this since the earlier days of probably Reno. Oh my. Um, it's uh, the changes. They worked. The it's a, it feels a lot fresher to be playing on the standard ladder in Hearthstone right now. As okay. a matter of fact, it feels fresher to be standing on the uh, playing on the st- on the wild ladder in Hearthstone because they took care of the Naga Sea Witch problem. So, so this is all good. And I'm I'm I mean I hear a lot of complaining, but you're saying you like an, a more control deck dominant medicine. I wouldn't go that far, uh, but I, what, where we are now, I am enjoying significantly more than where we a week and a half ago. Am I un, am I able to still shoot you in the face a lot with my hunter? Can I do that? Am I still well, seeing as they haven't changed the hunter hero power, yes. Okay, I'll just keep doing <laughs> you can that. Always do that. I'm Scott. just going to keep doing it as often as I can do it. Uh, Heroes of the Storm is in the middle of their Nexomania event. It's just basically a wrestling event. Check out these cool masks that me and Garrett got. These are pretty rad. So uh, I, I assume everyone got one of these, right? The whole player base. Everybody got one. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Overwatch year two anniversaries going on. Tons of cool skins. Rad stuff happening over there. And I want to say... Uh, during that event, they have all the previous arcade modes are there, so you can go and play everything that you liked from uh, months past, including like the Junkenstein event and all that. It's all in there. And finally, well, I already talked about it. My Diablo 4 prediction. E3 next week. Catch it. I have a feeling. It's a warm, cozy feeling. I don't think it's as crazy as it sounded when you first mentioned it, but I will say I will still be surprised if it turns out you're right. I'll tell you what, if it, if I'm right, I will... Okay, if I'm wrong, I will buy you a beer at BlizzCon. If I'm right, <laughs> then you don't have to do anything. Because the reward... I, I, would, the I reward, think if you're wrong, you need to at least have half a beer at BlizzCon. <laughs> oh, I see. I need to, we'll get one and we will split it uh, so that the first time alcohol entering your body does not just rocket you to the floor. Well, there was that floor. There was that um, uh, Mexico incident. Have you heard about that? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do. I have heard that story. Freaking guy brought me in. It's supposed to be a virgin thing and he brought another one. Oh, it sure tastes funny. Mm, whatever. I'll just drink it all. Well that's done. That's a great thing about fruity daiquiris. <laughs> you can really hide stuff in there. You really can. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, a uh, fun, quick note about a thing that's happening this weekend. Garrett and I are involved in this as well. The Heroes Charity Brawl. It's tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Eastern, where uh, we are playing Heroes of the Storm for a charity event. We've done it three years in a row now. This will be the third. It's all for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and uh, all the money goes to them. None of it goes to us. It is all purely for charity. There'll be 10 of us. Uh, be hosted right here at frogpants.tv. That's uh, live at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you want details or want to donate early because you're not going to be around or want to check out more details, simply go to heroescharitybrawl.net. That is heroescharitybrawl.net. It'll take you to a, a GoFundMe page. Last year, I think we did 5K or something. We'll see if we can beat that this year and uh, give more money to the kids. And this is like Blizzard's favorite uh, uh, charity as well. So it's kind of nice to be doing stuff that they usually do. So go it's check a great it cause. out. Yeah. We already have 13 donors, by the way, and it hasn't even started yet. Yeah, it's awesome. We love that people are doing it early. And there's some crazy game types that we're going to be playing, which is kind of what we did last year. Like they ended up, we have it on good authority that our battle for the bullion uh, custom game that we figured out to make a year ago or whatever it was, 
it was instrumental in in, in uh, being implemented as an actual brawl in the game. So you never even know. You might see some proto brawl uh, that we make that they'll end up using later because that was true last time. Might be true this time. Who knows? It'll be fun. It'll be laffy taffy good time. A whole bunch of podcasters are involved. Like I said, there'll be 10 of us there. And uh, it's always a blast. So again, heroescharitybrawl.net to check it out. All right, before we get out of here, uh, Garrett, anything you got going on this week people should check out, look for, whatever? I mean, all of the podcasts that you can always find on anymove.tv. Uh, we actually, just last night, I got together with Tom Merritt, Jenny Josephson, and we recorded our monthly Star Wars podcast. It's called Let's Talk About Star Wars. You can find it anywhere podcasts can be found, and it is our solo A Star Wars story spoiler episode. Mm. So it's about an hour long, and we they're just from the beginning, spoiler alert, and uh, we, we, we pick that movie apart. Okay. I was going to ask you, can you just tell me your, uh, your up or down on it? Are you, what'd you think? Uh, I, I will preface this with, I could not be more biased because I'm pretty sure if I wrote a Star Wars movie, it would be this movie. I loved it. I loved every, almost every minute of it. I have maybe like three nitpicks. And other than that, I can't wait to own it and just rewatch it. I enjoyed it. I found n- almost none of the humor worked for me. And I have a theory as to why, but that was still okay. I still enjoyed it. I agree. There was a lot of laughs that kind of fell flat, but it also didn't necessarily bother me. Yeah. It's still, you know, whatever. You're a Star Wars nerd. Yes. With your man shadow. Yes. But as far as new new Star Wars goes, I would give Solo second place under Force Awakens. Oh, wow. Look at this. Really? Uh, yeah. Where would you put um, uh, the, the where, where do you put Rogue One on there? Uh, third place. Really? I would put Last Jedi fourth. Really? I like Last Jedi. Yeah, I like them all. I like. I want. To, I want this understood. I love all the new Star Wars movies they put out. Uh, I would just like Last Jedi has some really cool things in the script. It's just not that fun to watch. Yeah. All right. It's kind of dark. Are you? Um. A final question. Are you worried that there will be that we're starting to experience Star Wars fatigue in the modern? There's too much Star Wars sense. Uh, am I worried? No, because I don't care as long as I keep getting to go see Star Wars movies. <laughs> I don't give a crap what you or anyone else think. <laughs> well, I think we know where Garrett stands on the current state of Star Wars. Uh, check out more of that on Let's Talk About Star Wars at amove.tv, among many other great shows. Uh, for us and ours, make sure you check out theinstance.net and a reminder that all the shows, all the episodes now have full-blown show notes so if you want to go check out the links we talked about if you want to leave comments there want to find out more information about the show they're all right up there at inst- sorry theinstance.net theinstance.net there's a contact link there as well if you want to talk to us uh, find us on Twitter Garrett Art you find me at Scott Johnson the underscore T not Patrick and more shows like this at frogpants.com that's going to do it for us we'll see you next week This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.